Spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But, if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Real Review. My name is Kevin. And I'm John. And we are The Real Movie Guys. Welcome to Real Terror Month, a series where we discuss movies that will send chills down your spine. On today's episode, we'll be taking a look at Friday the 13th. A group of camp counselors are stalked and murdered by an unknown assailant while trying to reopen a summer camp, which was the site of a child's drowning and a grisly double murder years before. So John. What is your experience with slasher movies? Before we totally get into that, too. Yeah. The horror genre has always been, like, a miss for me. Oh, boy. For certain movies, like, I don't understand, like, what the huge appeal on some of them are, either. Okay. Because, like, when I'm watching these movies and seeing certain, like, kills and other things and just, like, putting the movie together i put it together as like a whole movie instead of like (laughs) take it into like the horror movie sense okay like for some horror movies you like i'll see some things on like say investigation shows or other kind of shows like that right and like those kills seem so like they're real and stuff and legit and then some of these kills and like other horror movies are so like almost like Wow, I knew that was going to happen in a way. Right. So I would say that I'm not as huge into horror as so not huge in the horror. Huge so, horror fans. So I'm going to assume your slasher movie experience is pretty pitiful at, at best. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, have you seen Friday the Thirteenth before? I've seen one of them before. Not I don't this think one. I've seen this one. So you've never sat down. And watched it from beginning to end. No, okay. not even close. Okay, that's okay. I, I, You'd be surprised. That's that's not uncommon, to be honest. I mean, a lot of people usually you just catch it when it's on like sci-fi. You'll just catch like a quick viewing of it. Uh, they always have like a marathon, like even when it's not Halloween or whatever the case is. Uh, there's always some kind of marathon on for Friday the Thirteenth, uh, especially when it is Friday the Thirteenth. Actually, they usually air it. Uh, a lot of people don't start from the beginning, so I thought especially because this is a local New Jersey series. (laughs) It is filmed in New Jersey, where we are currently located. Uh, I thought this would be a fun start. Uh, It's a good introductory slasher series for people. Uh, I think you'll get a lot out of it as far as, you know, seeing if you like slashers, or maybe this will help you understand why slashers are so popular. So, Friday the 13th, what are your first impressions? Um, interesting. Interesting. So... I'm going to hit you with a fun fact. And again, you were told before you watch this video, there's spoilers. So I don't want to hear it in the comments. You just, I spoiled the movie. Jason's not in this movie. No, that was, that was the one. So did that surprise you? It, it surprised me. And then it made me also kind of angry in a way though. <laughs> made you angry. Cause, yeah. Cause <laughs> I was like, all right, this is a Friday the 13th movie. So you expect sure. all of a sudden you expect Jason. Hmm. And then this was like about Jason's mom, so I feel like oh yeah, calling it like Jason's movie or <laughs> calling it a Friday the Thirteenth movie 
with just him being like the huge star in Friday the 13th, yeah. without him being there, it was kind of like, right. All right. Like another, it's kind of seemed like, okay, this was another horror, like another random mm-hmm. horror movie. Well, I always find that that's fun trivia to throw at somebody, especially if you want to throw it at your friends. Uh, true or false is Jason in the first Friday the 13th. Uh, most people would say true, but it's, he's not, I mean, I guess technically he's in technically at the end. He's in at the end. Technically, yeah. but that, that's a whole other conversation. But he's not. He's not the killer in Friday the 13th. Uh, another fun fact, which we'll get into later in the series, I, Jason only kills... Jason's famous for killing camp counselors. That's like his whole thing. Like He always kills camp counselors. That's what he's known for as far as like a pop culture horror icon. Realistically, though, he's only killed camp counselors in like two movies. <laughs> Out of all of them, he hasn't really killed camp counselors that often. But for whatever reason, that's what he's most known for. So I always think that's funny. That and the whole, you know, he's known for his hockey mask, which we didn't even get into that yet. We got we still got a little bit to go before we even get to the Jason we all know and love. Uh, but humble origins for sure. This movie, this movie is without a doubt should be placed in the horror hall of fame. Right? Uh, at first glance, it doesn't seem that interesting i would argue uh this movie came out right after halloween so if you're familiar with halloween this is almost an identical copy of halloween in a lot of ways uh the same kind of camera shots same kind of plotting uh but there is things that make it different now what is a positive that you would have at least about this john you know hence you know jason's not in this movie but was there anything you liked about this movie initially there's there one big thing that I like about this movie is how they okay. explained like a almost like a backstory of Jason right, right. and why he kind of does what he does mm-hmm. and like you can kind of see it almost through his point of view of like why he does this okay. and I thought that was like an interesting way so let's, to tell a story about him so let's take that without out. him being definitely let's in let's take it. Jason out of the movie mm-hmm. all right let's take him out what do you think of the movie without knowing anything that comes after it what would your opinion be? So let's just say, hypothetically, this was the only Friday the 13th movie that was ever made. So there's no Jason. There's no... Nothing after well, this. Well, so honestly, this I feel like I've only, I've only seen one Jason movie before right. this. Right. So let's just say so now. Like, so let's say, just based on it now. So, it's hard. This is, a, this, is, this is a hard thing to do. So you're going to assume... Review this movie with a sense of nothing came after it. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. See, there was one thing that I said that like people are gonna hate. Yeah. But I said if I watched this movie, right, and they someone told me after this movie mm-hmm. that there was gonna be like twelve more movies, right, I would have told them they're flat out lying. Okay. Because <laughs> after this movie, I didn't, I didn't. It felt I didn't final. Hate, right. Did I didn't hate final? the movie. It felt like it could have been over. It could have been like. Mm. Like almost like other movies that you see, like once you're done, well, it had it's a, over. It had a finality to it, right? It, yeah, it, it felt over. over. So let's go into this movie. I really want to jump. I want to dive right in. No pun intended. Poor Jason. Uh, I want to jump into this movie. So the first thing I love right off the bat, Betsy Palmer kills it as Mrs. Voorhees. Uh, you can say whatever you want about this movie. There, there's a lot of there is a lot of negatives with this movie, but she is chilling. She's creepy. Uh, the way she talks to herself. When she, she talks to herself as Jason, uh, Betsy Palmer is freaky as hell. I don't care what you say. Uh, that woman, she, she flips the switch like that on and off, and uh, she, you just know something's not right in her head. 
So with a slasher movie or any, I'd say any kind of, yeah, I would say any slasher movie in general, the main thing you want is your villain. Your villain is key. So for a lot of this movie, we have no idea who the villain is. We just know someone's killing killing people, right? That's all we know. We never get a clear look at them. We have no idea. Until the very end, you meet Betsy Palmer playing Mrs. Voorhees, and you find out her backstory. And just the way she comes through with her conviction, and just, again, that young Jason voice creeps me the hell out. Uh, just the way she comes through sells it for me at least as far as that you know her i get why she's doing what she's doing it, it took a little bit to get there you know there, there's arguments to be made but again just her overall character you know she's iconic yeah i tend to agree yeah uh what else does this movie do so now did you notice anything uh as far as filming technique was there anything that you noticed specifically only that it seemed like it was not a great film movie, I would say. Okay. Like, it almost seemed like an amateur doing it, almost, in a way. Well, this is very low budget. This movie had about zero budget, and it kind of shows for a lot of the, t- lot, lot of the time. Uh, getting into that, there's things that are in this movie that are going to be in every horror movie, right? Every slasher movie has these tropes. So what I like to see is, in a horror movie, especially a slasher is whether or not they can incorporate these tropes and overcome them. Now, for the purpose of this review, we have a hard time with that because Friday the 13th is one of the originators of those tropes. So the things we're seeing in this movie have been done a thousand times. Granted, they've been done maybe a hundred times at this point, but they haven't reached thousands of times like they do currently. So the things I like, I I really do love the first-person camera that they use throughout this movie. Uh, It's always unsettling feeling like someone's watching you and this movie uses that to great effect i feel uh there's always like a lingering shot whether it's like the campers just doing something or someone's just off in the bushes watching you uh i think they did a really good job with that uh now did you like that perspective john were you a fan of that or it started to grow on me more and like Mm -hmm. almost throwing that in with like just the music and the score in the background too okay or the score really well, I'm happy, I also you, thought... happy you bring that up before we go. I want to, I just want to touch on this. So the famous noise, as you've heard. Now, what do you think they're saying in the famous noise? There's really actually know. two words that are being said. Really? Yeah. Any idea? If it's okay, if you don't, it's okay. No. It's going, kill, kill, kill. Ma, ma, ma. Oh, I think I've actually heard like yeah, it's somebody say that. Or... That's what it is. How creepy is that? <laughs> that just adds a whole other layer to that. That noise is just I icon- that again. I use that word a lot, and I, I hate to use it, but it's it's iconic. It's iconic horror right there. Uh, the fact you bring up the soundtrack, an interesting point. There really is no soundtrack. The well, only time there's a soundtrack is when the killer's there. If there's no killer, there's no soundtrack. Uh, a lot of the scenes have nothing when the kids are just hanging out talking. There's zero soundtrack. Uh, the only time you ever hear any kind of accompanying score is when the killer's nearby or about to kill somebody. Otherwise, there's no score in this movie besides that sound effect. Well, see, and that was the one thing that like uh, I kept getting going back and forth whether I enjoyed it or mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy like okay the lack of sound and stuff. Right. And just like certain like times that they would put certain things in, I was like, oh, okay. 
Okay, so I you're still torn good. on that, right? You're not really sure how you feel? I couldn't walk away from it going, oh, I really like that or I didn't. I personally love it. I think it's I think it's, I think think it's, it's different, especially we don't really see that nowadays. I feel like a lot of movies are just overblown with a score. Uh, leave it to horror, you know, leave it to trash horror cinema to put in, you know, about zero soundtrack and just rely on a sound effect or a whole movie. Uh, I think it works, you know, especially when it's, it's foreboding. And adds tension, especially when the music just slowly starts to quell. It starts to build up when the the villain or the you know the killer's there. I think it works entirely, especially in the slasher genre. It's something that is a, a extremely powerful. Uh, another thing this movie does, and it's not because we live in New Jersey, but I really do love the locale in this movie. Uh, I thought the camp, it felt very organic and real, especially like the small town setting. I don't know if it had to do because it was such a small budget. They actually had to rely on like a real setting and location. Uh, but I felt like I got to know like the area of crystal Lake. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I could see where the cabins were, you knew where the, the relation was to the lake, everything like that. Uh, you know, it's just a small town on the outskirts there. Uh, I thought the setting was worked really well, especially, you know, what better place to have a killer trouncing around than at a camp surrounded by forests? I think it's the perfect setting for a slasher. Yeah, I agree. There's one other actor in this movie that we didn't talk about. Now, do you know who it was? What famous actors in this movie? No. Kind of scared. You're scared? You don't know who it was? He was. I'll, I'll give you. He was one of the camp counselors. It was a man, and he mm-hmm. was one of the camp counselors. I don't know. Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah, he was terrible. Well, he was terrible. It was a young kid. Give him, give him a break. Yeah. But Kevin Bacon's in this movie, and you know, whenever they interview him, he's always like overjoyed about talking about this movie. It's kind of like a, a Johnny Depp situation. Like Johnny Depp's in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, it's one of those like big actors where it's like, oh, look at the look where they got their like their start, you know, in these like crappy horror movies. Uh, but I thought that was fun. Uh, Kevin Bacon has an interesting death scene as well. I like. I do like. That was my one. I guess my problem with this movie, mm-hmm. for most of it, I felt like the actors and actresses in this movie right. weren't that great. Like, they didn't sell their role. They kind of almost played it like, almost like they picked some people off the streets, and they were like, hey, we need fake, we need some fake camp well, counselors. you wouldn't be wrong if I told you. Oh. Uh, the director of this movie, he said in many interviews when they were talking about this series where... You know, who am I going to cast for all these actors, you know, for these kids to be these camp counselors? He said, I just want people that look good and look like they would be in a Pepsi commercial. And that's what you got, right? So they're they're all, they're not good actors. None of them. I mean, the only actor that's actually good is Betsy Palmer, but she's actually like a seasoned actor. And she like, I believe there's something along the line. She like cried when she read the script that she was going to be in this movie because she needed a paycheck. Uh, But regardless of that, uh, yeah, no one can act in this movie, but Keep in mind, now you're, you'll learn this as we go on, so keep that in the back of your brain. You don't go for, you don't go for the performance. You know, you're, any of these actors, you're not going for a performance. That's not what the highlight is for these movies. Well, and see, I think that's where my problems always has been with, like, mm-hmm. watching certain horror movies. Because mm-hmm. for most movies, you take acting, you take story all that into consideration before like making like a full total judgment on a movie Sure, for a normal movie. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and for these, it's like, <laughs> all right, throw away the acting skills, throw away, like it making any sense or anything like that. Just throw away all this stuff and just go based on like, it's just one of those movies that are just a 
One of those so-called slashers. And I thought everyone at home thought I thought I was a cinema snob. God, this this guy over here. Uh, so there's two things that, that matter in a horror movie. How good your blood and your effects and how good the kills are. So first off, right off the bat, I love practical. This movie does everything practical. Now, you can argue a lot of the kills aren't really over the top in this movie. There's nothing really, you know, not what the series is known for later on. Uh, some pretty ridiculous things. These these are mostly just like, you know, chops, you know, like cut to the head or a slit throat. It seems to be the common one in this movie. Uh, you don't really get anything too over the top. Again, the practical effects worked for me. I mean, you can tell this this movie didn't age well in, in any sense of the word as far as its effects. Uh, you can see literally like the plastic neck at times when like a throat gets slit and there's oh, stuff yeah. pouring out of it. Uh, that's okay to me though. I'd rather it be that than over abundance of CGI that we have today. Uh, there's, there's a lack, there's a certain charm to it. I don't know if you agree with that, but I feel like there's like a little bit of a charm. My only thing is like, it seems like a lot of slasher movies too mm-hmm. have when somebody gets their necks like slit open, they're yeah. like the blood starts like spitting out and stuff. Yeah. And that always, to me, always, made it look even faker than it was yeah but it's supposed to be it's over the top you're gonna learn we're gonna teach you as the series goes on i I think you're gonna learn um like you said though and again i I i'm trying to tell you to look at this movie as if the sequels don't exist uh the most important thing this movie does is it sets up the future right it sets up what happens what jason's eventually going to be about once he circles back around which is an interesting story in its own right but it sets up the whole precedent, right? It sets up his backstory. Uh, it's just the kickoff to the, the series. You know, I think that's the most important thing. I think that's why, again, maybe it doesn't do anything super inventive, but at the same time, it's that it's the kickoff point for what the future of Friday the 13th would be. The very ups and extreme lows of the series that are to come. Uh, that being said, I want to get into some negatives. So like I said, the big thing I think for me is a lot of it's too routine in this movie. Uh, not even just saying based on modern horror, but just on horror of the time, it didn't really do anything new. Seen any kind of like the 70s, 80s horror movies that this was right along with it. You know, I brought up Halloween, uh, even the director, uh, Sean Cunningham, uh, he just says flat out, you know, I, I just saw Halloween and I wanted to make my own version of Halloween that was a roller coaster. And, you know, I'd argue the roller coaster comment, but uh, it is essentially halloween it's a a a poor man's halloween that's exactly what this is Uh, i think he meant this was going to be a flat ride yeah i mean not so much a roller coaster yeah the bad part too is it lacks a lot of style uh i think you're going to see that evolve as the series goes on but if we're just talking about this movie in general uh besides you know you know mrs Voorhees being the killer which i do really love i think betsy palmer again just knocks it out of the park uh besides that there's really nothing new you know uh, at times, I would even argue this movie's kind of boring, especially early on. Uh, literally, the last 20 minutes is where all your action happens. Uh, you had some kills sprinkled throughout, but because they weren't so sensationalized or exciting, uh, when you get to that final confrontation when Betsy Palmer reveals herself as, you know, Mrs. Voorhees, again, you never met her before, which is a whole other issue, uh, you know, there's arguably not much there until you get to that climax at that point. Well, see, I and I can see what you're saying. I hope that a lot of these horror movies i feel like they should have like a timing for horror movies to be like an hour to an hour and a half yeah which i think is like a strong point for these movies i agree because otherwise you're just trying to almost keep trying to welcome 
That's flat yeah. out what it comes down to. When you're this movie likes to meander, and I don't know why. I don't know why they did that. I, I feel like they just had an excess of footage and didn't know what to cut. So I don't know if it's because he was a, a you know a newer director at the time. You know I don't know what the case was. Uh, but a lot of the times there's just dead air. There's things that happen. Uh, there's the crazy uh, towns guy that just randomly shows up and says he's gonna they're gonna kill you. He's like in the pantry. Oh, yeah. And then he runs away and he's never seen again. Like, what was the point of that? Right. There, so there was weird. no point to that scene. And then like the girl hitchhiking to get the, all the way, all the way to the camp, then to finally just be killed before she Seriously. even makes it in. It's like, Oh, I guess, you know, actually I'd see that. I'd say that's a slight positive in a way. Cause that was a, um, that subverted my expectations. I thought she was going to be the main girl. Right. I would, I would think, especially cause you're focusing all this time and then you just kill her right off right away. Uh, but again, in hindsight, it just it, it meanders a lot early on. Uh, again, the last twenty minutes is really where your action is with this whole movie. Well, I even thought like the girl that they made the main girl too. She wasn't believable either. Like there are some parts where like she's fighting Mrs. Jason's Voorhees. mom, Mrs. Forries. Thank you. <laughs> and she's fighting her, and at times she can outstrength her, and then other times she's like, "Hold on, I just want to leave now," or I, "I'm scared now." Like, she kept going from a point of, like, I'm really petrified. To... Yeah, that's, unfortunately, like, that's, almost another, like... that's another symptom of the horror movie, let's say. Uh, logic is a big symptom that these movies will suffer from. All of them suffer from. Uh, there's times where she, like, hit her. She hit the, she hits yeah. her with, like, a like a fire poker, right? Yeah. She hits her once with a fire poker and just walks away. I'm like, kill that girl. Kill her. Well, well that this was more, the other... right there. Just kill her. That She's going to come that after was... you. That was the other problem I had, too, was each time Mrs. Voorhees would catch her, mm-hmm. and then they'd fight for a while, and then she'd knock her down or get her hurt, right. and she just walks away to let her do it again. Like, you didn't mm-hmm. know that she was going to come back. Like, if you just finish her off yeah. with something like But then you wouldn't, have, thing, you wouldn't have the climax that we had either. So, again, it's logic. You could take that as a positive or a negative. Uh, I tend to lean more towards the negative with some of the logic decisions, but unfortunately, it's just a symptom of horror movies, especially slasher. The last thing I want to talk about before we jump into a, c- a couple spicy things we got here, uh, the jump scare. What did you think of that at the end? So, at this point, you have uh, Adrian King. Adrian she's King, in the raft. Who plays Alice. She's in the raft. You know, you think the story's over. She's got her hand in the water. She's all calm. She's, you know, oh. playing with the water. And out of nowhere, freaking Jason jumps out of the water, grabs her, and drags her down. Now, did you see that coming? Or yeah, I did saw that, that surprise coming. you? No, I saw that one coming. I knew something was going to happen. As now, soon see, as she put as soon as she put her hand in the water, right. I knew, like, <laughs> okay, Jason's coming now. Like, now, see, I knew that was coming. It still made me jump. I really? can't lie about it. It makes you every time it just catches me. It's just so serene and calm. And then you just have this, just like, <laughs> just like jumps out and drags her. Uh, so iconic. Uh, even afterward, you know, it's kind of silly afterwards. You're like, Oh, he's still out there. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, whatever. You know, they, they don't believe her. They don't know. They don't think it happened. Uh, again, that that's a little silly, but again, I, I like it. Uh, but what I want to get into is a special little segment of this video I like to call The Real Kill.
Due to the nature of the season, myself and John will now select a recipient of the Real Kill Award, a special award given to the kill we think is the highlight of the film. So, John. Yes. Who would you like to present the Real Kill Award to for this movie? I would present it to the girl that chops Mrs. Voorhees' head off at the end. Right, I'm glad you picked that. That, that was up <laughs> there for me. Because I, I felt like out of all like the kills in the movie, mm-hmm. and out of everything that could have been <laughs> realistic in a way, <laughs> I felt like her chopping her head off, <laughs> then it just ending kind of like almost in a way like so that. So let me let me set the scene for this scene. So we're <laughs> John's officially. Uh, when Alice chops off Mrs. Voorhees' head. This is the scene he's referring to. So they're struggling. They're fighting. Alice finds a machete on the ground. She picks up the machete and she just swings for the fences and <laughs> cleaves Mrs. Voorhees' head clean off her head. But it's not just a simple, like, cleave. It's, like, blood shooting out. But I think my favorite, like, part of this scene is you see Mrs. Voorhees like put her hands up in the air and she's like clenching her fists in anger <laughs> that her head just got chopped off. <laughs> and I'm just like, that is the most dramatic thing I have ever seen in a movie. Like you have no head. How the hell are you making these like hand gestures and flinging your arms around? I, I literally la- I laughed out loud. So that's the one I would give. All right. Very, very good. I like your choice. I would like to present my real kill award to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon pays Jack. He just uh, hooked up with this girl. You know, he's laying there. He's having a cigarette. He's hanging out. Uh, Suddenly, a pair of hands comes up from under the bed and grabs him, and a knife just goes right through his throat. Uh, I think that's pretty inventive for the time. You didn't see many. Out of all the kills in this movie, that was probably the most unique. Behind the scenes of this is really interesting, too, where they had a fake prosthetic, like, upper torso that Kevin Bacon, his head was on the top of the fake neck, and then they just stuck a knife through it and had the blood shoot out. Uh, I thought that was just a crazy awesome scene. It's wicked, it's gross. Uh, it's what I like to see in my slasher movies, for sure. Hey, I remember that part. It was really good. We're at that point where we're about to give our final scores. I'm going to give Friday the 13th a B-. The reason I give this movie a B- is a lot of it... I'll argue has to do with its place in cinematic history. Uh, it's the kickoff to a franchise. So at least in my opinion, it gets a lot of points just because of that. It's, it sets off a trend that's going to carry on for so many films to go forward. Uh, but it does have a lot of good things about it. I, you know, I think uh, Betsy Palmer is just, she's the ultimate killer in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I think she's creepy. I think she's got the whole atmosphere to her. Uh, I think, uh, like I said, the scenery I thought was really good. The use of practical effects are still pretty decent. Uh, It has that perfect B-movie cheese. Uh, I didn't think it was as bad as, you know, it could, as as it could be for how old this movie is. John, where do you stand with this movie? I gave this movie a C plus. All around, it was a good movie for like a slasher slash horror movie and stuff like in that realm, I feel like it's a really good movie. But I felt like giving it a B was just too much for me to give it. Okay. okay. So I stand firm I can, I can definitely, I can definitely appreciate your perspective on that for sure. And I, I hope we get to see more of your input as we continue on with this slasher series uh, and all the other movies we're going to cover during the Real Terror Month series. So where can the people find us at home? You can find us on YouTube. the real At, at The Real Movie Guys on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter, The Real Movie Guy. 
we would like you to like our channel, subscribe, um, hit the notification bell so you can see when we go live, when we go put our videos up. Um, you can also find us on many plat- podcasting platforms such as yes for your listening pleasure we are also available in podcast form at itunes spotify anchor google podcast overcast breaker radio public and pocket cast be sure to give us a listen at any of those fine places if you already are right now hey greatly appreciate it just search real movie guys we should pop right up again i'd like to thank you all for joining us for this episode of the real review my name's kevin this guy over here he's john we are the real movie guys real guys real movies real thoughts And don't worry, there's still a lot of scares involved for Real Terror Month. Catch you next time. See you!